Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You think you like football? Brad Childress doesn't just like football. He f- loves football. I did watch him. I was standing right behind him when he was warming up and so I'm kind of reach for his groin and, you know, hold it and whatever you do with the groin, rub it. That's what I think I witnessed. Um, tw- it twinged a little bit on him. Twinged. Never good when it twinges on you, but you know what? Brett still played. <laughs> He'll play through twinges. Yeah. Didn't Daniel Hunter have a twinge in his neck, and then it turned into him missing the whole no, year? That was a tweak. tweak. That was a tweak, oh, okay. which tweak. turned that into be a, a uh, herniated disc, which last time I checked is more than a tweak, but I'm yeah. no doctor. Yeah. What, what do okay. I know? Yeah, I don't know. What do I know? Yeah. You're no doctor, but you did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Um, <laughs> this is Purple Daily. Mackie and Judd, Declan, and today, so normally on Mackie and Judd every Thursday, and today was a doozy, we we hold Reckless Speculation Thursday shows, and we haven't really brought that, like, we do a lot of Reckless Speculation on the show. We've never really branded the Thursday Purple Daily episode as Reckless Speculation, but now that Daniel Jeremiah is coming out with quarterback speculation tied to the Vikings and... There's a couple interesting free agent names. We're going to dive into some reckless speculation right after we cheers to our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer, Declan Goff. Corona Hard Seltzer. It's the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes. You know, you can uh, you can find your first round Corona Hard Seltzer. You can find your fourth or fifth round Corona Hard Seltzer. You know, it depends on what where you want to go. You know, do you want do you want to be risky? Do you want to go with that first round quarterback? Or can you find someone in the fourth, fifth round? Look at Dak Prescott. Look at all these guys who fall. It's possible. Tom Brady fell in the sixth round. You never know. You never I've know. got some stats on that on the show today too. I'll be I'll be able to tell you just how likely it is that you'll find a Dak Prescott if you're the Vikings. I like the uh, quarterback in Corona Hard Seltzer because both of them are the only hard seltzers made with Pure Beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. So, gentlemen, Daniel Jeremiah, who I think it's safe to say he's a friend of the show, friend right? Friend of the show. You joined friend us. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. 
enjoyed himself, I think, on the show. You, you guys, I wasn't on that day, but it seemed like he enjoyed his, his time on Purple Daily, as it uh, feels uh-huh. like most guests do. And so he wrote an article on NFL.com basically uh, tying all of the potential quarterback, not all of them, but like the top 10 quarterbacks in the draft and tying them to the teams he think would be the best fits. Here's what he writes. Minnesota Vikings, Stanford quarterback, Davis Mills. All right. I'm a little skeptical out of the gate because Davis just seems like a really pretentious name well, to me. Stan- Davis loves the third. He's a Stanford kid, so I'm but, not you know, surprised. I, I can get over it. If he's a franchise quarterback, I can get over it. So here's what Daniel Jeremiah writes. Mills is coming off a great pro day. He threw the ball well during his workout and is very talented. He comes with a small sample size, though, having made just 11 starts at Stanford, eight in 2019 and then five in 2020. He said to overcome knee injuries dating back to high school, but there's a lot to like about him. He can move around, and he's accurate. In fact, he reminds me of Minnesota's current QB1, Kirk Cousins, I could see the Vikings as the landing spot for Davis Mills in round three. By the way, in 11 starts at Stanford, Mills has thrown for 3,468 yards, 18 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and has a completion percentage around like 63, 65% or so. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on the idea of the Vikings drafting Davis Mills or a similar quarterback. A third-round quarterback. A quarterback in the third round. I think at the very – I think at the – Minimum, unless they are convinced that um, uh, Jake Browning, who's been on the practice squad for two years now, or your guy from the Hawkeyes, was it Staley? Uh, Nate Stanley. Stanley. Get his name right. Staley, okay. Put some respect Stanley. on that Iowa okay. quarterback. I think unless they have decided that they have hit the mother load with one of those two, at the very least, it would probably be very wise. Um, if not, if nothing else, for the people that will replace Zim and Spielman to have a quarterback in the hopper who can step into the job for Kirk? Because I don't think Kirk's going to be here past, what, 2020? Would, would it be 22, 23? So yeah. I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. Uh, so, yes, this, this type of pick to me would make a ton of sense. Now, here's why I don't think that they'll do it. I don't think they'll do it because every indication that we've got for this team right now is that they are doing everything that they can within their power to try and win immediately, and this would clearly be a developmental pick. I mean, it might be a starter eventually if it's a third-round quarterback, but I think with the way the Vikings are tracking right now and what we're seeing from them, they are probably more along the lines of, oh, we can find immediate help like we tried to do last year with Cameron Dantzler in the third round. So personally, I don't think it happens, but if it does, or as far as a theory of what they should do, yeah, I, I mean there has to be there has to be a plan here at some point, and I guess it doesn't have to be a first rounder where you address the long term future or at least start to start to um, take some chances, buy some lottery tickets about who your quarterback's going to be post Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I so I think there's two main benefits of it. your your point is well taken though on the win now mentality of of the Vikings front office and coaching staff and. Mm-hmm. Like every everything they're doing screams push money into the future, restructure guys, uh, just just clear the way for a run in 2021, and then figure out 2022. It's sort of a it's sort of a year by year proposition right now for the Vikings. It doesn't it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot of planning for 2023 and 24. 
Um, so, so I totally get that side of it, and that's that's probably a reason why they wouldn't draft a quarterback in the third round. But the benefits of drafting a quarterback in the third round, to me, I mean, number one, Kirk Cousins is 33 years old. So whether you love him, hate him, love his contract, hate his contract, he's 33. And yeah, you can sit and point to, well, but Tom Brady's 45 and Aaron Rodgers is 37. Okay, but like those are legendary quarterbacks. And I know that a certain percentage of people that – that consume Purple Daily every day also think Kirk is is a hidden legend that's just waiting to be unleashed. But whenever a quarterback gets to be mid thirties, you got to start thinking about okay, when's the cliff going to come? You know, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, some of these guys, Philip Rivers, uh, my guy, Philip Rivers. There are some guys that just start to look inferior to what they used to look like once they hit their mid thirties. So it's it it becomes a discussion at the age of thirty three, thirty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, also worth noting. We have preached win a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl. And one of the best ways you can win and you know win a Super Bowl, build a Super Bowl roster is to have a quarterback that's good and makes very little money, right? Well, third round picks are gonna wind up costing you like eight or nine hundred thousand dollars to the cap. That's it. So if in theory you were to go from Kirk Cousins to a quarterback that you drafted and found in the third round, you'd save like thirty $40 million toward the salary cap to build the rest of your roster out. So so that th- those, to me, are the two biggest benefits. But the biggest question here, when I saw this, this uh, article from Daniel Jeremiah, third round, you know, who can they find in the third round? My first question was, well, how many third-round quarterbacks really pan out, like actually become good, great starting-caliber quarterbacks for a stretch? And gentlemen, I have done the research on this this morning. If you would like to accompany me with a deep dive into a nerd football stat project I took on this oh, morning. Oh, I love it. Get those nerds! 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 That's right. I have gone through, and, and, and again, I'm going to quantify this by saying quarterbacks who were objectively good starters, in my opinion, and I think we would all kind of agree, or better, or or Hall of Fame. So the bar is, were they a good starting quarterback for at least a stretch of a few years or more? Yes. Uh, a guy that you could see like as the quarterback of a playoff team, right? Or a guy who was a quarterback of a playoff team, so, all the way up to the Hall of Famers. The, the first name that comes to my mind as far as a great third-round pick, but he is he is good, he's certainly not great, Andy Dalton. He's a second-round pick. But oh, yes. he's a second-round Yeah, but I mean, that that's a good, that's like a good find. Yep, and of course we can sit here like we're clowning the Bears for signing Andy Dalton. But you know what? Andy Dalton was a good starting quarterback for like seven years in Cincinnati. Like you would take and that, right? Yep, especially for second-round money Yep, on a rookie contract. Yep. Amen. And, the, and by the way, the Bengals, when he was on a rookie contract, I think the Bengals went to the playoffs a couple times. They might have mm-hmm. won 11 games one of those years. Yeah, he was a pretty good not, quarterback. Not, not because he was Drew Brees, but because he made you know a million dollars and the salary cap was 190 or something. So in the first round, when you when when teams draft quarterbacks in the first round, the percentage chance of that quarterback becoming an objectively good or better starting quarterback for a stretch of at least a few years is 45%. By my calculation, 27 out of 60 are at least like they were really good players for a stretch of time, and then maybe their star faded out. You know, Sam Bradford succumbed to knee injuries, right? He's sort of at the bottom end of that rung. 18 out of 60, so 30%, were complete busts. So Christian Ponder, Tim Tebow, Brady Quinn, uh, Patrick Ramsey, like guys in, in that category, all right? 
And then the rest, you know, the, the ones that don't fall into the, so the other, what, 25% are guys that hung around, like Rex Grossman, Byron Leftwich, um, you know, guys that were starters, but were just kind of along for the ride. They weren't total busts because they, they were in the league for quite a while. Sure. So, so your chances in the first round are about a coin flip, 45% chance of, and, and I think the problem with us here uh, in Vikingsville is that we look at that, that's a classic glass half full, glass, em- glass half empty, right? We look at that 45%, round it up to 50 and say it's a coin flip, and we say, oh my God, like Christian Ponder, right? You think of the, the ones that don't work out. Mm-hmm. But really, like the ones that do work out are ones that put your team in Super Bowl contention. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, Rookie the star- steel the, contract yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. The stars change the trajectory of your franchise completely. Mm-hmm. Second round, your chances of... A second round quarterback historically. This is, by the way, since two thousand. I should I should say this is since since two thousand. So the last twenty twenty one years, your chances are twenty three percent of landing an objectively good or better starting quarterback for a stretch, and uh, and because there's just fewer quarterbacks drafted in the second and third rounds compared to the first round. I'll just give you the names. Five out of twenty two since the year two thousand have panned out. Drew Brees, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Colin Kaepernick. I think the jury is still out on Jalen Hurts. Declan's guy, Jalen Hurts, could still wind up in this bin, but we need more than like the six games that he played last year. Okay. All right. The rest of those guys are backups or busts. Third round. So this is the one that we're talking about with, you know, the Vikings maybe using one of those two third round picks. Okay. 19% chance of landing an objectively good or better starting quarterback. Five out of 26. So Russell Wilson. Matt Schaub, people laugh, but Matt Schaub was really good. The Vikings liked him years. at one time. They loved him at one time. Josh McCown, Nick Foles, and Jacoby Brissett, by my calculation, are the five out of 26. Again, we're not talking Hall of Fame caliber. We're talking objectively good quarterbacks for a stretch of time that make very little money that you could potentially build a monster roster around. All right. Fourth round or later, just for fun, because people always point out, oh, Tom Brady, yeah. Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. you can find guys. Eh. 6% of quarterbacks drafted fourth round or later have become objectively good or better starting quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Matt Castle, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, Gardner Minshew, Mark Bulger, and David Garrard. Mark Bulger. The rest are backups and irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so just know that when you when you draft a quarterback in the third round, you're probably drafting a backup, and you're hoping that he falls into the Russell Wilson, Matt Chobb, maybe Nick Foles, Jacoby Brissett category. And the benefit would be that you would be getting a guy making $800,000 to the salary cap that can be your starter for a few years while you build a, mo- a monster roster and maybe even look to upgrade quarterback again, right? But it's not going to be a magic elixir pill to fix your franchise almost all the time. It's not Russell Wilson. Absolutely. But it's high time that the Vikings figure out a way to start addressing this, right? Like at least a third round pick is, is you're playing a a decent dartboard. Like I'm sorry, but my guess is when they outbid teams uh, to sign the undrafted Jake Browning, Jake Browning, unless there's something there I don't know about, but he's been on a practice squad for two years. Jake Browning probably has a 5% chance. A third-round pick, it's not great. It's better, though. And the Vikings need to, at some point in time, start to address this position 
and I don't care how, but with a philosophy of long term, right? Like they're always, aside from Teddy, Declan's guy, you know, for the most part, how often, Phil, since circa 1990, have they been on the train of, we'll pick up this guy and, and he could be our quarterback for two years. It's going to be great. Or we'll pick up that guy. And maybe he has three years left or something like that. And I mean, Kirk sort of falls in line with that. It's this longtime predating Spielman and company acknowledgement that they really struggle to find and develop QBs. So at least if you took one in the third round, that would look like a flyer of, oh, you are trying to develop guys now. You are trying to go. So I guess I'm coming back to what's your direction here? You know, it's the most important position in sports. What's your direction here? And are you going to have one that looks like you're truly interested in, in cultivating and at least planting that next seed to replace Kirk that's not having to go back out into the open market? And hope that a guy becomes available. Yep. And these are, you know, I, as a former uh, gambler myself, mostly poker, like I, I look at, I love odds and I love to look at, so as a poker player, I look at 20% odds and think, oh, that's a, that's a straight draw. That's an open-ended straight draw or a flush draw. And like, sometimes when you're running a front office of a, of a professional sports organization, you can't think of it in terms of black or white. This will work. This will not. You have to look at it in terms of odds and percentages. And sometimes, especially with quarterbacks, because there's just there's there's it's supply and demand. Like there's there's way more demand for quarterbacks than the supply can keep up with. You sometimes have to just swallow hard and take your 19 percent chance yeah. in the third round. Yes. And know that, like, if we draft a quarterback in the third round, there's probably a lesser chance that that guy's going to pan out and help our team than a defensive position player that at worst could at least be a special teamer, right? Like if a quarterback doesn't work out, he's just, like, he doesn't do anything for you. He just takes up a roster spot or, or he's gone, right? If a linebacker doesn't work out as a starter, well, okay, maybe he becomes Heath Farwell or something. So the, so the, so the risk of you getting nothing out of that third round pick is higher, but you have to take that chance when you have a quarterback emerging into his mid thirties with, cap hits of 31 and 45 million dollars in the next couple of years yes because sean Mannion's not going to well, take over the reins and that's know? and that's my point about the vikings far too frequently at the number two backup qb on their roster and it's the thing that drives me crazy okay if sean hill had to play and he did and he won a game and ended up on the injury report the next week because he's just too damn old okay what good does that do you? And if Sean Hill had had to start that entire year, the Vikings would have been sunk. If in 2021 they come back with Kirk and a third year of backing him up as his buddy, Sean Mannion, and Kirk gets hurt for the first time in Kirk's career, you really think that Sean Mannion's going to step in and give you a chance? Because I don't. I mean, the Keenum year, people will point to that. One, it's not the norm. He had a great year, and he was pretty good. That was not a bad backup QB to have. But I think that if Mannion has to start five or more games, you're sunk. So I would almost rather invest in the future at that spot and be thinking about that, unless you think that you have a team that's prepared to pop. And if you do, that's the year that you need to go out and get a good, a really reliable, not Sean Mannion, backup QB. The Mannion thing to me is the worst place to be because what does it mean? Like, if Kirk gets hurt, you're done. You are absolutely done. Now, if you think that you have a great chance to win 
and Kirk gets hurt, and I can go to Jacoby Brissett or something. I might I might be able to with him win some games and stay afloat. But when you go to this, he holds a clipboard really well, and he's almost a coach. He's almost like a coach. I don't get that one. I would rather try and develop a quarterback in that spot who I think has a fighting chance to maybe win a job someday or step in and start some games as opposed to this old school. And it's a very old school uh, thought process of, yeah, but we can rely on Sean. Can you really? Here's the other benefit. If you, if you have someone in the hopper and you know, I Kyle, let's use Kyle Slaughter as an example. I I think, I think, the Kyle Slaughter optimism from a couple of years back, it was misguided because 32 teams passed on him like four different times, right? Like if, if Kyle Slaughter was this magic star quarterback leader behind the scenes guy, he would have emerged as a starting quarterback in the NFL by now. But you have a better chance if you have, if you have someone who's viewed as a backup quarterback who could be a starter at some point and he's young He's under the age of, let's say, 26, 27. There's so much desperation for quarterbacks. You have trade value with that guy, right? Think about how many teams have, and I, I'd have to go and like look to see if some of these guys went and signed elsewhere as free agents or if teams actually got draft picks. But like Matt Schaub was a backup to Mike Vick, I think, right, in Atlanta correct, for a couple years. And then, and then he goes to Houston, gets a big contract. Uh, Matt Flynn winds up getting a ridiculous <laughs> contract off one game as a backup quarterback, and I think that was a free agent sign. I don't think that was a trade. But like, you, you'll never have trade value in Sean Mannion. You're never going to have. He's never going to like win five games for you in the regular season. So you might as well have something that gives you hope as a franchise yes. as your backup quarterback. You yes. Know? Yes. So I, uh, I I I wanted to highlight the risks of of the obvious risks of drafting quarterbacks third round or later, and the percentages are not in your favor. But sometimes you have to just sort of lean into those percentages and cross your fingers and hope because that's really the only way that you're going to move the needle at that position is to take some risks. So Phil, where if it was up to you, where would they take a quarterback in this draft? Third round. Okay, I would do it. I would do it in the third round this year with one of my two third round picks. Uh, and then obviously I would allocate my first and my other third round picks to things that can help me now, probably things that are in the trenches, defensive pass rusher or offensive line. Um, I just think once you get fourth round and later, it is even more of a crapshoot. Yeah, I'm with you. By the way, should I, should I have included Case Keenum in the success stories of these numbers? I did not because he only had the one year. The rest of his, literally yeah, was, the rest of his career has yeah, been. Yeah, I don't. He was undrafted even too, right? He wasn't even drafted quarterback. He was a UDFA. Yeah. If we're including undrafted, then Tony Romo, mm-hmm. there's a couple guys in here like Tony Romo would help the fourth rounder later. So take it from 6% to 6.5%. So thir- third third round is what percent? 19%? 19% chance of and, getting And then after that, it just basically goes off the cliff. Yes. Yeah, Not impossible. So that, that makes yes. but, a lot, but a lot of people point out, well, Tony Romo and, and Tom Brady, and I could literally list 130 other guys that you've never heard of that were garbage. It is remarkable, though, when you go back in this franchise's history and the last marquee, true star, long-term QB that they had was Fran Tarkington. It's amazing if you go back, though, to 1990. So this pre- this goes back to basically Jerry Burns. Um, if you look at how unprepared this team has often been at that spot, you know, Culpepper, good pick. Um, 
Teddy, possibly, we don't know, right? But, I mean, think about the time span that we're talking about here and look at the names and look at how often it's been a crapshoot of we got to go find a guy. we got to go find a guy. At a position that you know for a fact what ordinarily can lead to sustained Super Bowl success is developing yeah. a guy. Yeah, it's uh, it's time. I mean, it's just it's it's time. First round would be ideal at some point. That because well, you know, and again, yes. people are going to say, "Well, first rounds a crapshoot too." Of course, it is, but it's it's less of a crapshoot. It's a fifty percent crapshoot in the first round. It's an eighty percent crapshoot in the second third if, rounds, and it's a ninety five percent crapshoot after that. If you so. if you had accepted your two thousand twenty fate as it was, and just said, "Okay." We right now would be sitting on a potential draft pick that I think everyone would be excited about. Instead, we're talking about a team that went through this. Oh, man, they popped up and they missed the playoffs. And if they had made it, they're an eighth seed. This is why sometimes it's just best to go with the flow. Yeah, um, we've got some we got to dive into the Geno Atkins thing here in just a second. But a quick shout out to some of our partners here, specifically Federated. So Federated, in addition to uh to helping business owners since the early 1900s based in Owatonna, Minnesota. They've supported many of our local sports teams as well. They are proud Gophers athletic supporters, Timberwolves, uh, Minnesota United, and other teams as well. So so we're all sort of in the same. We all love Minnesota sports, and I know there's a bunch of business owners that consume this show on a regular basis. And so if you're a business owner and you're looking for peace of mind, frontline protection, risk management resources, Federated is the place to contact federatedinsurance.com or you can download the app. Check out My Shield too. My Shield is the online client destination for risk management resources. Uh, so again, federatedinsurance.com. Check them out. Uh, I've I've been close with Federated for about seven years now, and I can tell you the amazing work that they do, not only for businesses but also from a charitable standpoint. It's a great company. So Federated, remember, it's our business to protect yours. Also, listen, Declan and I love golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judd watches golf sometimes. Sometimes the majors I do. roll around. Sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. None of us are all that great at golf, but no. we'd like to be oh, better. That's why I'm retired. Declan just got a club fitting recently. Mm-hmm. I actually sent over some virtual lessons to my buddy uh, David Brandstad from Ten Thousand Swings podcast, and so he's gonna he's gonna basically turn me into uh, Dustin Johnson by right. day's end. I'm pretty sure. Right. Uh, but in the meantime. PXG Minneapolis is the golfer's paradise that we want you guys to know about. The new Gen 4 golf clubs have landed drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons. These are PXG's flagship clubs and hands down the best performing sticks they have made, which is saying something. So also they've got the the 0211 golf clubs, full line of high performance clubs packed with PXG technology but priced a little bit more within reach for you. PXG Minneapolis, Southdale Center and find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Got to get Judd out on the golf Give me the apparel. I, t- I keep telling you guys, give me get me the apparel. I don't need to golf. I just want to look good, okay? They got I the just, apparel. I just got an email. Jeff Gonsales, our director of sales, just, just sent me an email during uh, the taping of Mackie and Judd, and he said, do you guys do you want some PXG swag to yes. wear? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, dude, like. 2XL. Yes. 2XL, baby. <laughs> Small. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, because you're a child. Uh, I am, and, and it's a pandemic, so do not give me crap. I can it's do It's not medium. my fault. I can do medium, but if it's more fitted for small, I prefer the small. Oh, my small. God. Just, yes, I would yeah. love some swag. I'd love some shirts. I'd love, and I would more than happy to wear them all over, all over town and on this show this summer to look good. 
In fact, I need some big shirts. Just a white belt. Just a PXG white belt for Judge. Do you think PXG makes white belts? Um, Or a customized one, like a disco type belt? Oh, they can cut like a little Zolgad, like on the belt. Like, are we talking about a big, like a big disco belt? I would love that. Where I can be there. Make that happen. Yeah. We can do the dance moves. Geno Atkins in a white belt would be an interesting. Me and Geno Atkins, we'd fit very well together. So, all right. So, so Doogie has been reporting that there's interest between the Vikings and Geno Atkins. You and him were both adding to that on Mackie and Judd today on Reckless Speculation. So, so just real quick here, Geno Atkins, who for about ten years with Cincinnati was one of the best defensive players in the NFL. I mean, he was from the interior. This dude was generating top of the line pressure numbers. At one point, he was getting 15, 16 sacks per season in that Bengals uniform. Yeah. He's 33 years old, or he's going to be 33 in three days, actually. Happy birthday, a weekend to Geno Atkins. And his play has dropped off significantly the last couple years, more specifically 2020 injury issues. So he played in parts of eight games, and he only had three pressures in parts of eight games last year. But before that, 2019... He was still among the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL. Mike Zimmer has a history with him. We know that. Uh, the Vikings have a need for a pass-rushing interior defensive lineman that can take the place of their two nose tackles on third down. I love the idea of this. I love it if it's a buy-low, bounce-back, incentives-type situation. If you can make it happen and also fix your offensive line, through, you know, Rob Brzezinski wizardry contractually, I'm here for it. What are your thoughts on it, and how much does his off-the-cliff sort of uh, age and 2020 situation scare you off with Geno Atkins? I think if he used correctly as a situational third-down guy, it doesn't scare me as much because you, you can really watch his snap count, and he's probably going to be far more effective if you can control that and you know for a fact going into the season that he's not the old Geno Atkins, that he's going to need to play X amount of snaps maximum per game, and that's it. So I like that. I also like the fact that you would be getting an inside presence on third down because no matter what they tell me about Dalvin Tomlinson playing on third down, I mean, he's still at heart a nose tackle. So I don't know that Pierce and Tomlinson uh, translate to success on obvious passing downs, and Pierce is, I think, almost certainly on those downs going to have to come off the field. So on the surface, if this is done right, I love this idea. That being said, I guess I would like to know what else is going to be taken care of financially and from a cap standpoint. And I know that the Vikings have some room to operate and certainly can create more by extending Harrison Smith's contract and uh, potentially redoing Daniil Hunter's contract. But all of that being said, we're talking about positions like left guard still or right guard or no left guard, left tackle, Defensive end, which they want to improve at, and they really didn't yet. And they and they clearly thought that they had some issues there at that right defensive end to the bookend on Daniil Hunter, or they wouldn't have pursued the players that they did at the beginning of the free agency tampering period. It's a long way of saying I like the Atkins idea, but we need to find out what the intentions are elsewhere because there are probably bigger question marks right now and more uh, uh, gaping obvious holes that need to be filled before you concern yourself with a veteran who's going to play, let's say, 30 snaps a game. Yeah. Uh, I like Geno Atkins. I like the thought process here. But what are you going to do at left tackle, at left guard, at, at defensive end, potentially? 
Yeah, I mean, it's obviously they they have a million irons in the fire right now. There are we're we're kind of to the point in free agency too, where the first wave is over, and a bunch of guys in the first wave got the money that they would get regardless of the decrease in salary cap. Like the, the first wave of free agents got paid relative to what their market value would have been, and now there's a bunch of players, whether it's you know buy low guys like Geno Atkins or whether it's some of these guards and tackles we've talked about on offense where there's not that much free agency money available relative to previous years because every team had to come down like what 17 or 17 million to the cap so there are discounts to be had and I just wonder maybe the Vikings are sitting here and they're going to be able to get Atkins on a team-friendly you know one-year make good and maybe Forrest Lamp comes in as a guy they think that can be better than Dakota Dozier. And then maybe they also have room for a safety. Like, they might be thinking, we don't have much money left, but nobody has much money left. And so we're going to be able to get the three or four things that we want still on uh, on discount. So I guess we'll see. I like the idea. It, again, if you're committed to Mike Zimmer, do things to make Mike Zimmer feel like he's got the tools that he needs. It might be antithetical to what we would do if we were, for some godforsaken reason, given the keys to run the Vikings. I would be putting more resources into the passing game and the offense and turn that into a juggernaut. But if Mike Zimmer feels like, listen, uh, we got to spend almost all this money on defense, safety, Geno Atkins, in addition to Dalvin Tomlinson and Patrick Peterson, and then I feel like I have a top three defense again, and that's how we're going to get back to Super Bowl contention. Well, then you might as well... You might as well go over the waterfall doing it Mike Zimmer's way. That's that's sort of how I'm looking at this right now. And I think the I think why we've not seen the second wave of guys yet. So the lamp sign and possibly a safety sign. Um, I would not be surprised as we talked about on the scoop on Mackie and Judd with Doogie before too. If they are holding things back right now to see if they cannot get a veteran left tackle who can be inserted in at not a huge price, but clearly more than a left guard would be or a safety. Uh, I think that might be the priority because there are guys out there. They're probably a little too rich for their blood right now, but it's been weird that there's been like this group of positional players that we expected to sign by this week, at least, or in the last few days, and they're not signed yet. So my thinking is that might be delayed a little bit by them having some potential offers out to left tackles. Because that remains the thing that they have to fill, and there might be a, 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 a you know assessment that they can do it through the draft. I don't know, but it would make me nervous that you don't have that filled yet. Yeah. By the way, uh, we were going to do the Aaron Rodgers thing that we saw on the internet on today's episode, but figured, man, the the, the third round quarterback discussion and the Geno Atkins discussion is that's the priority for today. But just a teaser for tomorrow's episode. There are a lot of indications that 2021 is the last year of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, like contractual smoke signals that have gone up this week that show you this is probably the last year of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Yeah. And so let's dive into that on four question Friday tomorrow. We, 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 we started talking about it like six or eight months ago. um, But now it's becoming more of a reality and his destination and his destiny in purple. I was going to say, let's just say I will put my morning complaining about the Vikings not having long-term quarterback solutions. If the next quarterback of the Vikings wears 12 and comes from green Bay. And that's not long-term either, but that's okay. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm backing (laughs) off now. I'm backing off Rick. I'm backing off Mike. 
finish what Favre couldn't. That's the slogan for the 2023 Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I love um, it. I love it. So, hey, real quick, too, a shout-out to uh, the Score North app. So we appreciate everyone. Not only have you guys helped us, we're on pace anyways. we got a few days left in March here. Set new download records for Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd in uh, the in the entire Score North network. But new YouTube viewer um, numbers that we're going to hit in March. So it's just been a super fun month for us. Thanks to you guys. And we're, we're about to hit a new watermark, I think on the score North app this month as well. So we're feeling generous couple days left in the pick your prize contest. We're giving away a hundred dollars every day to someone who opens the score North app. All you have to do is download the app. It's free register and then enter through listener rewards, pick your prize. So today's winner is Chris Greenwood from West St. Paul. He is in the $10,000 Pick Your Prize Grand Prize drawing now, and uh, we'll draw one more winner for tomorrow. So this is your last chance to win 100 bucks and be entered for the $10,000 Pick Your Prize Grand Prize drawing. More details on the Score North app. Check it out, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for a little Aaron Rodgers in purple speculation.